On today's Car Sports Talk, we say sayonara to Larry Nasser. Review this past weekend's Senior Bowl. Present our mock NFL Top 10. Give an NBA injury report and dive into some early Milwaukee Brewers hype. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to the fifth episode of Car Sports Talk. Today is January 28th, and I am still winless in Fortnite and slowly losing my... You bad. You keep keep destroying the trees I jump into. I don't get it. Just because you can't get in the tree doesn't mean you blow up my spot. (laughs) We're we're, we're bush bush monkeys, though, aren't we? The bushes are... Honestly, I'd rather be in a bush than build a fort any day. Oh, easily. But the thing is... The thing is, Go Up will go in a bush and, st- and still get seen. Like it's just not. No. It just doesn't work for him. That's he, fake news. He's I'm just not good. He's just like, you know, the person on your team that like hurts the team completely. Go Up. Go Wrong. I have the best eye of the whole map out of. Well, Ari's not for wrong. Ari's yeah. not for wrong. Yeah. Ari's for right. <laughs> yeah, he he has the best <laughs> eye in the map. He just doesn't know how to shoot anybody or build anything. <laughs> No, no, he just says, oh, there's a guy in the corner, but I'm not going to shoot at him. I'm just going to tell you guys where he is. <laughs> well, I mean, I alert everybody, and if he's too far, I'm not going to shoot him. Yeah, go, yo, Goblet just runs into the middle and, until somebody starts shooting at him. He goes, oh, wait, look to the right. Someone's shooting at me, and then he dies. Yeah, and it's like, oh, come revive me. There's four other people around me. <laughs> I think Fortnite is the most fun but frustrating game I've ever played in my life. Because you're not good. <laughs> like, there's a simple solution. Get good at the game. Well, there's only one solution I have, and that's just, just continue to binge play that every day for a few hours, and then one day I'll get really good at it. I- I'll say it'll take you at least a month till you get good. You're you're not that fast of a learner. I would no, say play against a computer, like, but you don't have a good track record playing against a computer, even in Madden. <laughs> so oh it yeah, might I just frustrate you even more. <laughs> So just just delete the game off your PlayStation at this point. I have a great will play Madden and play in practice mode and still not be able to. Yeah, Goldblatt just tries to defeat the gauntlet every day. Yeah, to to our viewers, um, it's gotten to the point that in our fifth episode now, uh, I don't normally go by Andrew. My close friends, everyone calls me by my last name, Goldblatt. So from now on out, that's how I will be referred to. All right, R2-D2. <laughs> All right, so guys, let's just get into what happened last weekend. Um, State doctor and US, Team USA women's gymnastics doctor sir, is going to jail for 175 years. Yeah, he's about to get the treatment in there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Well-deserved, well-deserved. Yeah, in his court case, he was pleading to the judge how tough it was for him to hear these testimonies against him because he was so close to all these patients and they always come back to him. But he's just a piece of garbage. Oh, absolutely. Did you see um, and the, the, the judge took no mercy with him, yeah. Not only that, Allie Raisman, when she was giving her testimony, it was around 15 minutes. It was, she, she was talking to him directly the whole time and she said that she almost passed out because of all the emotion. Yeah, I know. That's nuts. Yeah, that's definitely very traumatizing. And she, she even told time. him. 
She even told him, You're, you are nothing. It's crazy because he literally told the judge he shouldn't get treated like this. Meanwhile, the parents trusted him to treat their daughters. And he treated them probably worse than he's getting treated now. Much and the thing is that these, these girls were they're on the gymnastics team. They're like 15, 16 years old because you're only allowed to do it for a couple of years. And your body can only take so much of the work that it takes to be a gymnast for so long. Yeah, and we're not going to go into details, but um, he was – these are underage – most of them are underage women. He wasn't using gloves to perform half the tasks that he had to do, and that's just – That Yeah, that – we don't even have to talk about that. Yeah, I just think, you know, the less we talk about him, the better. Happy he's going to jail. He's Happy going he's going. He'll never see the light of day again. No. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't drop the soap. <laughs> RJ, before we get into the senior ball, I don't know if you saw today, but LeVar Ball somehow was became the head coach of the Lithuania team today. And he became head coach? <laughs> he, he was the head coach. Oh, my God. LaMelo Ball had 40 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. Yeah, but you, do you see who they're playing? They're playing like that eighth grade elementary school. Yeah, LaMelo Ball, also, he also <laughs> probably just stood under the other hoop and said, all right, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to play defense. Just pass it to me when, whenever you got the no, rebound or they score. What I That's how say, we played in high school. What I will say about LaMelo is he – uh, besides Lon, I mean, LiAngelo, I don't think has any future. But LaMelo's got the skill. He's got the skill. This yeah. is not the coaching. Yeah. <laughs> I you can't let, I mean, <laughs> the bar ball. The bar ball. Life. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. but you got, in a way, you got to give credit to LeVar. I mean, you, you go from a year ago being a top NBA prospect's dad, somehow the head coach of the Lithuania no one cares about the Lithuania team, though. The only reason why people put it on the TV is because this guy's literally just blowing up everything. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the ref, like, the ref yeah. wearing big baller shirts. We're yeah. like, oh, we're literally <laughs> dumb. We'll just watch these kids that are probably dumber than us play some basketball. <laughs> no, you go on World Star, you see the whole feed. It's like Lamella Ball drop 43. And ten assists, and then you look at who he's playing. It's a bunch of like fifteen-year-olds that are. Yeah, I literally anyway. think I literally think my high school varsity team could put up a better, better match. Are yeah, you, and, you, and you, I, I varsity team. JV, I had a buzzer beater. Yeah, uh, did uh, did did you try out for varsity or did you uh, just not make it? <laughs> I did. I did one of those things where I decided that playing sports for more than one season of the year was just. Too much energy. Yeah. Okay. So, so they made you the equipment manager of basketball. No, 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 no. The same nah. reason is why I chose to only play lacrosse for one season as well. Yeah. It's it's just too much work. It's too much work. Yeah. Like if if I Come played, in. I probably would be like a top prospect in the area. But oh yeah, yeah. Number yeah, three but in the like, state. Number I three just... point guard in the state. Probably would got a couple offers from Kentucky, Duke. Definitely yeah, want to go to Michigan State because that's Goldblatt's favorite school. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to stay low with that for right now. It's a very uh, difficult time. Uh, but Arthur, yeah, five foot eight, little small white point guards who can't shoot for their life. Uh, 
Oh, you forgot about that fifty-inch vertical, though. Yeah, they they don't call him. They don't, my NBA comparison was like Rondo coming out of high school. The core vision, the core vision is off the charts. The core vision is off the charts. <laughs> more like Pablo Prigioni. And then, and then my um, my rebounding skills comparable to like a Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, yeah. All right, I've had enough. Of <laughs> All right, Mr. Ben's Guys, play. Let's move into the senior ball. Um, one of the names we've been talking about a lot lately, Josh Allen, QB from Wyoming. He, um, in, to end the day, he had a, I think he had a very good day. He, he started slow in the first half. He was missing some throws. He had a really strong second half, though, and he ended the day with 100, 158 yards and two touchdowns. Nine, nine Scouts at the game also. were saying that. I'm sorry. Nine of thirteen, also. So there's your completion percentage. Nine of thirteen percentage. in the second half. Yeah, that's so probably that's around like seventy percent. It's probably around seventy percent. Just saying. Yeah, scouts were just raving after the game, and just so clearly he's almost looking like he's a top two pick right now. What it comes down to, like we said, is can he do the? Can he be consistent? And I mean, that's again some top level competition. And there's not going to be a quarterback in the combine. Maybe besides Lamar Jackson, that's going to be more polarizing with skills. I, I heard a rumor that the Browns were actually considering Mayfield at the number one pick. Yeah, right, yeah. Maybe. Baker's that's a, he had a really strong week at the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah. but he didn't. He only played two drives during the game, and he went three for seven for nine yards. So. Yeah, that 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 was more of a sitting out of a bowl game thing, not getting hurt before the draft. I think Mayfield's one of those players where, like, you could throw him in any environment and he literally would not care. Like, he just wants he just wants to prove everyone wrong. Absolutely. He's yeah. also he's also a great teammate as well. Well, um, when Josh Allen threw his first touchdown, guess who? Baker Mayfield was the first person on the field high fiving Josh Allen as well. So yeah. I think he's a really great guy, and I think there's a lot of false. Uh, False ideas on who he really is. You know, during the year, yeah. people thought he was drawing some Manziel comparisons. And Baker even said during the week, like, I'm no Johnny Manziel. And I think he's yeah. he's made that uh, proven. And well, he, met with a lot, he met with a lot of teams that ex- for an extensive amount of time as well. When you look at all the things that off his, all the off-field, quote-unquote, off-field antics, they, they really took place on the field anyway. Yeah. It, it, he's just a competitor, and sometimes it comes out the wrong way. But yeah. there's no, there's no Manziel comparison. And all he was ever doing was just trying to pump himself up on the field or pump up his team by his yeah. antics, quote unquote antics. Yeah, well, the, no, some trash talk to the other team. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, sometimes if the camera catches it, it comes off the wrong way. But it's not like he's going on his first preseason game and sticking the middle finger at the other team like Johnny Manziel is. Did uh. Did he get arrested a couple years ago or something like that? Yeah, for like a public intoxication. Which oh my god! So out, classic college was, arrest. Yeah, and nah, I was just basically college he arrest. Was just Probably end of the month quota. Yeah, they just gotta reach the quota somehow. Yeah, yeah, they got Eli Manning for that one time. He's good. Yeah, Eli was a par- Eli was a partier back in, in his Ole Miss days. Good I for- think he got in trouble. Definitely got in trouble. Good yeah, for he him. Did. He did. He did. And that's when he said he would turn his career around, and he wouldn't let it happen again. And now he's two super. He has two Super Bowls and the most goofy faces I've ever seen. Yep, best meme in so, the game. Best meme in the game. 
Another guy who had a really strong game was a guy I had mentioned um, in our last episode, Mike White out of Western Kentucky. He ha- he went eight for eleven and had threw the first touchdown of the game. Yeah. So he had a, he he had a strong day, um, and he he ended up talking with a lot of teams as well. He talked to Cleveland. He talked with the Jets. I really hope Mike White's not a guy we go after. Uh, if Why you, not? I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Why not? No, I got nothing. Why would you want the because Jets? I, because I want a QB at number six, RJ. Because a Jets, I'm making it a state. I'm making a hundred percent guarantee right now. The Jets are going to take a QB in this draft. There well, will be one available at six, or maybe they'll trade up with, into the top yeah. five. But there, they will begin their QBs. Yes. If you guys did not know, Goldblatt has inside ties with the New York Jets, and this is yes. her source from his sources, Mike McCagnan. I could see them just going with another corner or something. Yeah, build a defense. Why not? Yeah. We've been doing it for like seven years. Sick of building a defense every single year. We need a QB in every single year. Hey, great. Another defensive piece. Let's just not have an offense and you, or a QB you, or a future. You guys could have had Deshaun Watson last year, but. Yeah, but, I mean, he was falling down, and I, I still – Jamal Adams is my – Yeah, exactly. The the fans want you to build a defense. Well, uh, yeah, well, we built our defense. We have these, so we have two guys back there now. We have a couple decent outside rushers, uh, Jordan Jenkins. Um, and Darren Lee is a good middle linebacker. He really started scoring well on pro football focus and grading out as a high, uh, highly efficient linebacker. And Leonard Williams is our guy in the D-line, but I think we're still going to – address that as well to try to find someone else out there. Uh, who, RJ, who impressed you during the game? Um, Anyone? Anyone if we're sticking with quarterbacks, the uh, Richmond quarterback, uh, Loletta. Yeah, Loletta, he had, he had a big, he had a big. He went 8 out. of 12 with uh, 198 yards and three touchdowns. The next is yeah. is he the next Carson small school QB gonna make a storm in the NFL? Well, he's definitely not getting dressed in no. top two. No, that, that, no. that's our Josh <laughs> Allen right there. Josh, definitely Josh Allen. Um, Marcus Davenport, I, I, Sebo, out of yeah, I said he was one of the three players that impressed me. Davenport, he had a fumble recovery for a touchdown, yeah. half a sack, and they said he was struggling. They said he was struggling a little on the one-on-ones during the week, but he's raw. They said he, it's it's an adjustment period, especially since he's a small school player. But they said he, at the at the end of the week, he just became unstoppable. During what practice. about that guy from uh, LSU, the wide receiver, who I heard nothing about, and next thing you know, he had 160 yards on five catches. Yeah, DJ DJ Chark. He was the second player I was going to talk about. He, if you look at his game. He's got speed. He's got a lot of speed. So, dur- throughout the week, when I heard separation, I heard it was Gallup from Colorado State with his route running, Deshaun Henderson with his quickness in route running, and the two wide receivers with speed were DJ Char from LSU and James Washington from Oklahoma State. So, those were definitely interesting names, especially since Char got zero buzz. Another player that I heard a little bit going into, but I wanted to see what he was like, was Rashad Penny out of San Diego State. Yeah. He ended up having 137 total yards. 73 receiving yards, which all came from a 73-yard uh, touchdown. Yeah, people were people so, were starting to bring out the uh, Kareem Hunt comparisons 
with Rashad Penny yeah. this weekend. Exactly. Oh, you could possibly you could possibly see a guy like him going in the third round, especially because of his receiving ability. Yeah, he can definitely be one of the guys who will be a late round uh, or mid mid to late round running back I, steal. For I could honestly see him going maybe like second round. Yeah, no, I could definitely see a second round pick just because once you see once you see, I feel like the running back position is becoming a lot more relevant. We had that like five year, five to six year period where everyone started avoiding them. But now, now that they, now that the positions kind of change, where you have your Le'Veon Bell's, your David Johnsons, back what Marshall Folk used to do, where you guys guys that got guys that could catch passes, it's different. They're mismatches, right? But yeah, so you know there was um, definitely a couple names that we just that we, that we touched on that had some standout performances in the um, Senior Bowl. So definitely some guys to look forward to going forward. Uh, so, guys, as a podcast, we all decided that we would do, from here on out, with every episode going forward, we're going to continue to go build on our mock drafts. So, starting with tonight, we all did 1 to 10. With our next podcast, we will be doing 11 to 20, and so on from there. So, uh, RJ, let's start with you. Let's hear your uh, mock draft from 1 to 10. Well, I honestly think number one, I'm going to do a little wild card here and say Baker Mayfield gets picked number one just because they feel that they could throw him in any environment. He's a competitor, and that's what Cleveland needs. They need someone that needs to compete, not a small school guy like Josh Allen who's struggling against Power 5 teams. And it might end up to be better, but he's just not as ready, and those fans need someone that's ready. Um, number two, I got Josh Rosen going to the Giants. Number three, I got, um, Bradley Chubb going to NC State. Then number... From NC State. Yeah. Going to Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. And number four, I got, um, Saquon Barkley going to the Browns. And then now they're going to have their, uh, QB running back tandem within the first five picks of the draft. And two really electrifying guys in college as well. And Baker has a uh, mobility aspect to him as well. Yeah. And now at number five, I got um, – what's his name? Uh, Sam Darnold going to the Broncos. Number six, I got the Jets getting Josh Allen. Number seven, I got the Bucks getting uh, Denzel Ward from Ohio State. Then number eight, I got the Bears getting Marcus Davenport. Number nine, I got the 49ers getting Quentin Nielsen from Notre Dame. And then, like, number nine again, I got uh, the number Raiders. Number the... well, yeah, 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 I'm going to go with the guy from Georgia, Raquan Smith. Raquan Smith. Yeah. Right. So, look at, based off your draft immediately there, um, we, me and you both share seven, nine, and ten. I have Denzel going to the Buccaneers as well. I have Quentin Nelson going to San Fran and Raquan Smith going to Georgia. But starting with number one for me with the Cleveland Browns, I have them, I said Josh Allen. I, how I understood why Mel Kuyper had Josh Allen as his top guy a few weeks, we had a week ago. 
Yeah, and the thing with mock drafts, guys, it's it's like NCAA brackets. You just do a ton of them, and eventually some of them will hit. So to start off, I have Josh Rosen going to Cleveland because I think he is the most ready to jump right into the NFL, and I think Browns fans have zero patience at the moment. Um, at number two, the Giants, I have them taking Josh Allen. And the reason why is with David Gettleman, he, he seems to think Eli has at least maybe one or two more years left in him. And he basically said today that Davis Webb was part of the old GM regime. So he doesn't even know anything about him. So if they can bring Josh Allen in, let him learn from Eli for about a year and a half or so, I think that's the best thing for Josh Allen. Did not, maybe not throw him right into the fire just yet. Learn behind the super At three, I have Saquon Barkley going to the Indianapolis. So to pair him up with Andrew Luck, um, Luck and T.Y. Hilton, I think, be a really lethal. Four, Cleveland taking Mika Fitzpatrick to boost secondary. Five, I have Denver from Oklahoma. And I have the Jets taking Darnold. I think it will be our QB going forward. And we also have Josh McCown, who has said he wants to play a game and would like to come back to the Jets. So he would come back games, maybe tops, and then let Donald go in. That would be ideal. Seven, and I had Denzel Ward, cornerback from I have the Chicago Bears getting Mitchell Risky some helping Calvin Ridley out. And then, like I said earlier, San Fran taking guy who can be the best O-lineman in the draft, Quentin Nelson, and I Oakland taking Rowan Smith. Pretty interesting picks. So what do you got? I have Sam Darnold going one for the Browns. I, th- I think they want their I, – I don't think I, – I, I agree with you that Rosen's the most NFL ready. And I think Josh Allen has the most upside, but I think that they, I think they're going to go with Darnold because he's in, he's in between with the upside, but he's more NFL ready than, uh, than Josh Allen is. And I don't think they could say they don't have the time to sit Josh Allen through that through mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. Darnold, so, Darnold definitely has a tremendous amount of upside. Um, yes. The only thing with him is that out of all the, out of all the QBs, you know, Rosen Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mason Rudolph, and um, uh, Rosen and Baker. Donald, I think, has the weakest arm of them all. Yes. Yes. So but that's the- one thing to look at on photos as well. But, I mean, his, his mobility, and- ability to throw and run is really tremendous as well. Yeah. And, when, and we, when we say the weakest, those are also all guys with strong arms. We're not talking yeah. about a guy who has a weak arm. The less strongest, yes. if that's correct English right yeah. there. The and least I, strongest. Yes. The and least if strongest. Can, and also, during the, com, during the combine last year, Deshaun Watson also was timed with the lowest miles per hour on his ball. So, it, I, I, I don't think that's going to be that big of a factor. <laughs> Number two, I have the I have the Giants taking Josh Allen. I agree exactly with what you said. They said that Eli Manning has a year or two left, and that's the guy you want to develop. Yeah, elemental quarterback in this class. He's got the most upside. You let him sit under Eli for two two years, a year or two, 
And maybe if he shows something this offseason, then you think about uh, trading Eli. But I think that's the guy they go with. Number three, I think the Colts help out Andrew Luck and they draft Barkley. Get the best player available. They haven't had a good running back. Frank Gore's good, but he's serviceable and old now. I think they go with Saquon. He's on the tail end. Number four. Yeah, exactly. Number four, the Browns. I think they go with the best pass rusher in this. No, I, no the Browns, I think they stick with Minka. Minka. They have a yeah. pass rush. They have a couple pass rush pieces. Pieces. I think they need that player in the defense, that leader in the defensive backfield. Number five, the Broncos get their guy in Baker Mayfield. I feel like John John Elway is going to fall in love with Baker Mayfield. Just his personality, his ability to win, and they have the pieces around him already. I think Baker he, he's going to believe Baker Mayfield has the right attitude, and I think he's going to win him over. Six, I think the Jets get their quarterback, Josh Rosen. I love. They they have a, they have a solid offense around them. Their their offensive line, although they don't get that much credit, they have some pieces. James Carpenter is good. They they need they need to figure out the Robbie Anderson situation, but they have plenty of cap space. So if they get a guy like Rosen, that's great for the Jets franchise. Number seven, the Bucks. I think they help out Jameis Winston and their offense a little. Although I think they have a huge need for a pass rusher, I think they go with Quinn Nelson here. Adam Notre Dame. He might be the best nope. prospect in the class. Yeah. He, I, he's number one and Barkley number two. Every outlet has them one and two interchangeably pretty much. Number eight with the Bears, they go Denzel Ward from Ohio State. Amazing quickness. A lot of people love him. He, he's going to be a good ball. He's a good ball hawk for them. One of the best athletes in the draft. Number nine, I think the 49ers, they go with Davin. They go with Marcus Davenport. Mm-hmm. Add to their pass rush. They already have Buckner. Eric Armstead. And Solomon Thomas some, from last year. And Solomon Thomas. They have some pieces on the inside and outside. I think they get their athletic pass rusher on the outside. And then with the ninth, with the other ninth pick, we'll see who has it. With the Oakland Raiders, I believe they go. I think the fastest riser. It's going to be Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech, the 6'4 linebacker. He's got a rare blend of size, speed, and athleticism. I think they want to – I think that's – I think they take him over Ro- Roquan Smith. The, all these drafts are going to change once the oh. combine and stuff starts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I think that they're going to want a guy that could be out there because they have Khalil Mack who's standing up, sometimes playing defensive – they stand him up on the strong side. They, I think they need that cover guy. And maybe they think about signing Navarro again. <laughs> but they definitely have they definitely have a need at linebacker. So, but I think they go Edmonds over Smith. So, these are our three mock drafts. Um, we all have some. You can see both have Josh Allen. All have Baker going to them. We have it all mixed around from there. And- um, Denzel will be going high in the draft. I'm the only one that had Calvin Ridley in the top. Uh, I, but here's, here's one th- thing to think of is um, 
a lot of him, what's going to be frozen is his interviews. Because that's what people have been saying is his personality. He's smart, and he knows it. And if he's in, like, a big, like, city and media outlet, like New York City, you know, some teams are going to think, like, is he a guy they want in the big city uh, spotlight like that? But the thing is, he's cocky. I feel like if you're in a big city, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. You don't, you don't want a guy who's going to fold under the pressure and that can't handle the New York media. He can handle it. Whenever you see him talk, you can see how educated he is. Well, he went he's, to school. He's really smart. He went to school in L.A., so like he's he was already in a big media outlet. Exactly. He went to one of the biggest. Yeah, but let, let's be let's be honest. Though. Oh no, there's no comparison between USC. Guys. USC is the big is the big football team around. Nice. Yeah, but he still he still lived in Los Angeles, and like he yeah. has been yeah. getting buzzed about being a top quarterback. He went to UCLA though. He has been. In- he wanted to real big spot like that, but he's been, he's been getting buzzed as a top prospect. Yeah, but you have to realize this guy's been being when he was getting recruited, they were giving they were throwing out Peyton Manning comparisons. This man's been under the spotlight yeah. since he was a junior in high school, probably maybe even a sophomore. So that a, a guy like Josh Allen, that's different. He's from Wyoming. Like, when do you ever hear about? When do you ever hear about a big prospect out of Wyoming, especially a quarterback? That, that's more – I think he's going to – if there's anyone that's going to struggle the most with being in a big media spotlight, it's going to be – well, it's going to be Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield just because of the Baker Mayfield perception that he has. I think Baker will be okay. He's been in and He was one of the Heisman. He will be okay. Are you the only – um, RJ, are you the only one that has Bradley Chubb, um, edge rusher from NC State, in the top ten? Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, so. have him in it. I don't think he'll fall there. Trey Edmonds is definitely another name from Virginia, um, who I think will possibly sneak into the top ten as well. But yeah, um, yeah Trey Edmonds, um, Bradley Chubb, and Marcus Davenport are definitely three edge rushers to keep an eye out on in this year's draft. But yeah, oh, so guys, uh, we'll probably this pre combine uh, mock drafts. Does anyone know when the combine is? Um, it's, it has to be coming up soon. End of February. It's, end of February. Is it that close to March? Yeah. They draft the combine. God. Yeah, because free free agency starts up soon. So free agency well, starts well, I new, believe, March ninth, March eighth, and March 9th. Yeah, the new league cars. season begins in March. Yeah, and football league never stops, again. baby. I love football, man. <laughs> like, there, I don't know what I would do without football. Talk about it. <laughs> well, like, so that, that, I mean, that is what I do. With <laughs> it was talked about. I mean, draft season, since, since, like I said, the Jets never seem to ever go QB, every year, draft season is always... I, all I ever do is just dream of getting a QB, and then every year I don't get my QB. Well, you thought two years ago that you got your quarterback, but you and were rooting for a guy that was throwing it and couldn't even hit the wide receiver if his life de- depended on it. RJ, out of all the QBs of our three teams, which one of them had more interceptions and touchdowns this year? Uh... 
no, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't see who that was. Who had the most playoff wins, though? Yeah, fine. Touche. And who had another six and ten season or five and eleven season? Okay, we had Josh McCown as our starting QB, and you yeah, but you're had... saying you're saying he produced good stats. He he did. He was he had a high completion right. percentage, but he just wasn't clutch. Then why couldn't he win? Because he wasn't clutch. I don't know. And we got robbed against the Patriots at a game that I was actually at because because uh, Austin Sparrow Jenkins did catch that ball. Well, the Patriots also have the refs on their side every game, so... You can understand the frustration there. But, guys, so that was a great job on our first mock drafts. Um, we will be hitting uh, 11 to 20 on Tuesday night from there. So, guys, let's move a little bit now. Uh, we lost two names this week. Um, DeMarcus Cousins from the Pelicans, part of the... Big, big all-star um, front court in New Orleans tore his Achilles and will be done for the year. And he that was on is my just, team. He was on my team. It is just devastating. He was on your draft team for the all-star, but yes. Um, did did you see a, that? That was devastating. Did you see Paul George end up replacing him, one of our snubs? Paul so, George did, yeah. Go for Paul George in a bad, in a bad way that he ended up making it. I mean, that, that's just, funny. We, uh... That's just a shame a for couple... DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. He would, the Pelicans it, were looking good, too. Yeah, the Pelicans were 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. They were starting to finally put it together. Six, they moved up to the sixth seed. That's a and, huge loss for them. And now they might as well take. Yeah. Uh, I, now, I had made a, I made a bet over the uh, right before the season began with my roommate that you guys both know. We bet, I bet $50 that the Memphis Grizzlies would have a because – as history has told us over the past five, six years, the Grizzlies are always at least 45-plus wins. And the Pelicans are in the playoffs. I make that bet. This is the year the Grizzlies to start tanking. Yeah. But, well, but maybe uh, maybe they can a little bit. Uh, the, the grit and grind doesn't work when everyone on your team's above 35 years old and the rest of the <laughs> NBA shoots three-pointers now. Yeah. It's a bunch of 30 30- – Five-year-old and a couple decent role players like Andrew. Yeah, and they got to start. To look, they got to start to look for replacements for Marcus. Uh, still, the firing of Dave Fisdale still still shocks me. Wait, yeah, I, I still don't get that. One of the top rising coaches in the league. I mean, play <laughs> him, but I doubt that. I think Walton. But but I don't think it'll take a while for Fizz to get a job. Maybe he'll take. Maybe he could be a guy that they look to take uh, with the Bucks job. In the yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The yeah, Bucks I, job. I that, I, and it, it's funny because a lot of the people, as soon as that came out, they're like, "Oh, was it? That was uh, it was a big deal after the Gasol benching." But you gotta realize when you're not winning games, sometimes you gotta switch stuff up. And they said it was either Gasol or him, I guess, at the end. But. They'll they'll be looking to rebuild next year, and they won't have the coach that probably would have done a better job than whoever they're going to hire next. Yeah, honestly, like I think the Bucks job is more appealing than the Lakers job because you have Giannis. Oh. You have Giannis, and you don't have an annoying dad chirping in your ear every game if you guys don't play his kid enough. You are one of the people that I know that hates LeVar Ball with a burning passion. 
Yeah, because he's the dad that just complains when his kid doesn't play enough. So it's a classic annoying dad in sports. <laughs> except, except it's fully publicized. Yeah. And and Lonzo just won't tell anything. Yeah. I and mean, he, and he's the person that has the ability. No. Yeah, but think about how tough on on a kid it is for him. Like, what are you just gonna cut your dad out of your life? Especially all the done, all the things he's done to help him. So, like, and that's the thing. Well, when yeah, but him, also as a. When you look at him, he handles it so well. Lonzo handled it, handles it so yeah, well. I have nothing really he against does. Lonzo. Lavar just drives me nuts. No, I agree. I agree. If you're not you know, tired of the Lavar ball cycle from about after this time, I don't know when you're ever going to get over it. It shouldn't be news anymore. It's a joke. Every time I, I turn on Sports Center, I see Lavar Ball did this. Lavar Ball did that. Well, that's ESPN's. Well, ESPN's become it's a just joke. With that, yeah, ESPN's become a joke. I mean, it's, they it's, become it's, they become a political sports sports news. I know it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Barstool literally is becoming a better sports media outlet than these. Well, our our opinions are kind of biased in that because they appeal to our generation. Well, that's true, and that's and that's a good thing. I mean, ESPN when it was when we were younger, Sports Center it used to be awesome. It was like twenty minutes, you see baseball highlights; twenty minutes, football highlights; then ball, then hockey, and that's an hour. That's an hour show right there. You get to see all the analysts. All you see is highlights, and now it's just they make jokes, they make skits. Matthew Berry has a team. He has oh my god, I can't watch that. Show. Puppets on it, and this. Overgrown. I can't watch that show. Can't. There's puppets on it. It's ridiculous. I really don't get it. Um, Andre Roberson, also a lockdown defender for the Thunder, and a guy who arguably has a worse jump shot than RJ. Um, he tore the teller tank. He had a really junk actually I, was in the day. But I destroyed. I honestly hate to say it, but I feel like that would help the Thunder. Because well, this man, like, literally he gets the ball on offense and he doesn't shoot. He's just like, it's like playing with four people on offense. <laughs> Knowing when he gets the ball like, in the corner, defensive. when he gets the ball in the corner, people don't even close out. <laughs> yeah, it's But he's crazy. one of the best wing defenders. No, one of the best. But the thing is, with the wing defender, that's not. Very hard to replace. Yeah, don't make a trade. And he, Ferguson, their first round draft pick, who's who's probably gonna. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. he literally came and make a foul shot. I've seen him <laughs> airball foul shots and Westbrook being sick. He's honestly <laughs> so sick in the back of his mind. He's just like, oh yeah, it's all right. Like you'll make the next one. And I've seen him airball two in a row before. He's <laughs> yeah. a guard. Yeah, all right. I'm Russell Westbrook. I'll put up 45, 15, and 10 in the game, and this guy can't make a free throw. <laughs> yeah. Can I make a uh, suggestion, guys? Um, As opposed to seeing a three contest with some weekend, we have guys like DeAndre Jordan shooting and Andre Drummond. Joe Kim Noah. Andre Roberson. Like, how, that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't think I would tune into that. Yeah. Honestly, I think we could be competitors in that. So maybe we should get that idea rolling. I would. I just see guys like drumming out there. Their Bro. hands are 
so much bigger than the basketball. It will be literally like trying to shoot a a tennis ball. Well, Dr- Draymond faced Kevin Hart last year. That was that was hilarious. Yeah, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart is <laughs> yeah. Draymond Green, Draymond Draymond Green lost to JJ Barrett in that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but you got the two rings. <laughs> I got. Um, it's been kind of a slow weekend. But <coughs> some MLB news. The Milwaukee Brewers have made a call. They are starting to look like a team. They turn out to be contender this year. Yeah. In the competitive NL Central, which already has the Cubs, now them. Um, who else is there? St. Louis got Ojeda. Yeah, St. Louis. And the, the Pirates. Pir- Pir- yeah, no, the Pirates don't care. Pir- the Pirates in Cincinnati are. They're going to yeah, be the. Yeah, you know what? It's a three team division. But when you look at the Brewers, they're an 86 win team. They just made two huge moves. Yeah, looks one of the better player, better young players in the MLB. And Lorenzo Cain's a solid defender, World Series champion, champion. Yeah. and he was a, he had his best year of his career last. And year. I've heard that they're linked to Darvish as well. Yeah, I saw yeah. that as well. I saw that as well. Now, if he, they, they get he, him too, that they could arguably. Yeah. Be either a wild card, which I already think they are a wild card. Even though, even though the NL oh, is very competitive right now, because the Giants are going to be back again. They're not just going to be one of the worst teams again. You got the, the D backs, the D backs, the Rockies, the Cubs, Nationals. Now them, the Cardinals, and there's only five spots. I just named seven teams. It's baseball. There'll be injuries, but I mean, in the end, the Mets will probably come in first in the NL. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, no. Just give us a healthy. Just give us a healthy Syndergaard, and then we'll have a Cy Young winner. Yeah, Cespedes, new trainer. Cespedes will be MVP. Comfort yeah, I'll see you probably, there. I'll com- see you there. Yeah, Conforto will probably finish second in the balloting. I, I, I think we got stuff going for us. I think the Yankees have a better chance of finishing last than the Mets do of finishing first. <laughs> Steve, are you feeling okay? Yeah, yeah I'm great. <laughs> I mean, because you know at least DeGrom or Syndergaard's probably going to get hurt very early in the season. And, wait, on, do you guys still have that year. Do you guys still have that bum on your team, Harvey, who blew yeah. oh, the World no, Series dude. for you guys? Mickey, Mickey Calloway said that Harvey found his location. That he Just add another ace to the, the, first, the first the Cy Young winner and the second in the ballot. Jacob DeGrom. Mass is probably going to finish third. Harvey's going to finish fourth. That was one of my favorite things to watch. Him say, him trying to be the hero, the dark knight this, the dark knight that. Yeah, let me go out for the ninth inning, even though we got familiar warming up in the bullpen. I'm the hero here. And next thing you know, Alex Gordon, bang! Over center field. Let's see, yo, round if, the bases. If, if Terry Collins knew how to manage a bullpen, as soon as as soon as Matt Harvey walks the first batter, you he shouldn't have been in the game. But of you course, take him out. it's all right. You guys will be back in ten years. You're 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 due once per decade. Yeah, of course. That's why Terry Collins isn't a manager anymore. No, he's just a consultant now. Yeah, now he's a consultant because he couldn't manage. Well, for mental health, because he probably has, like, PTSD after that situation. (laughs) 
That's not cool. You guys, you know who I miss? I miss Peyton Manning. Because I am just so sick of seeing Tom Brady get stronger. His Tom vs. Time documentary just came out on Facebook. I heard it's really cool, and I know I'm going to watch it, and I know I'm just going to get really mad watching it as well. Yeah, I'm definitely not watching it. But, like, how cool was Peyton Manning, dude? He was awesome. Eh. Yeah, it, just... was, it wasn't cool when he also lost to Brady. <laughs> the, the many times that he did, but he was one of the few guys that was able to actually beat him a couple of times as well. He, oh, uh, yeah. Peyton. I wasn't a big Peyton Manning fan coming from my division. Yeah, but that's because the Titans were irrelevant for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, didn't make there. Yeah, we I didn't mean, make there. Debatable. I mean, the Titans had these like three years I mean, in a row where they had like I Kevin mean, Collins, Vince but, Young, Kerry RJ, What was the RJ, last time the Jets made the Super Bowl? RJ, you guys had Jeff Fisher. I know, he's horrible, but like, <laughs> I don't want to hear from a Jets fan. I'll hear from a Cowboys fan. I don't want to hear from a Jets fan. The Cowboys <laughs> haven't been to a Super Bowl since 96. Yeah, when was the last time the Jets did? <laughs> yeah. 1966? <Okay>. <laughs> Tell me that you remember in 1999 when you were three years old. You have a vivid memory. You have a memory of the Super Bowl. At, at, least, at least that one was filmed on TV. I can <laughs> at least watch it. <laughs> the, the Jets haven't been on. Uh, in, they haven't even been close. They've been to the championship where they just blow it. Like obvious because of the Jets. Listen, the only I had the, I have the biggest hate for the Titans just because they ruined my boy Vince Young, and it was all <laughs> Jeff Fisher. Yeah, no, Jeff Fisher is obviously the worst person that ever walked the earth. But <laughs> I I told you I don't mind hearing it from a Cowboys fan, but when the Jets fan wants to start talking about horrible franchises, oh, uh, they're 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 up there, they're up there. Just because we live in New York and you had to pick the Jets. And the fact that we live in New York, how do you end up with a Tennessee team? Because I looked at my options. I said, all right, everyone's a Giants fan. And I'm definitely not rooting for the Jets. <laughs> so I guess I got to go out of the state. RJ, and would you choose the Titans? And no, no, the worst part about it, the Jets aren't a New York team. The Bills are a New York team. Okay, they started off in New York, though. Uh, <laughs> RJ, <laughs> RJ, would you say in worst organizations in football, it's 1A, Browns, and 1B, Jets? Uh, I think that's very comparable. I think the Browns, <laughs> like, they have a better future, at least. They have yeah. two top five picks. The nah, Jets are just... <sighs> I, I think that... You know, um... you know what we like to call the Jets? What we also like to call Goldblatt, the walking mortal victory. Do you, do you know what the Jets stand for? At the beginning of the season, they go, just end their season. Guys, I think that this is a perfect time to end this podcast as quickly as possible. <laughs> it's Everyone, right. we'll, we will be back again on Tuesday night. Enjoy your Mondays. <laughs>